0: This podcast is supported by Blue Mountain Community College. For over 60 years, BMCC has been committed to educational programs and services that promote personal and professional growth and strengthen our local communities. If you're looking for higher learning opportunities that don't cost a fortune, check out their technical certificates, college transfer degrees, workforce development programs, and much more. To learn more, check out bluecc.edu or stop in at one of their many facilities throughout Eastern Oregon. Thanks again for listening. (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, we got a mini pod here going today. Uh, fun topics sort of in the health and wellness category, which you know we, we frequent, especially benefit from the use of Blake's knowledge. So I'm Ryan Smith. Across from me, I'm looking at Blake Franklin and Shannon Hartley. And up, so um, <laughs> I wanted to kick this conversation off with a shout-out to uh, Aaron and Kayla Henshaw, actually. <laughs> I was going to bring that <laughs> up. I've drawn inspiration from them. Uh, I've seen kind of a lot of like social media buzz around... The ice baths and the cold plunging, but um, that couple has hit it hard. They're friends of ours, and uh, it's been inspiring to watch them go step out in these freezing temperatures, go dunk in the ice bath, and <laughs> and uh, make it happen, and also just kind of in combination with that, Aaron recently completed like that 75 hard challenge and really seems to be feeling good about where he's at mentally and physically, so shout out to the Hinshaws, but um,
1: Blake, first of all, do you have any experience with ice baths or cold plunging? I, I did 30 days of cold showers at one point uh, and it was actually – it was probably five years ago but I was listening to a TED Talk and it, was, it wasn't proponing any health benefit. It was about mental benefit and basically it was about being uncomfortable in life and what the guys – the thesis of the TED Talk was if you can't be uncomfortable for five minutes by yourself in the shower every morning, how do you ever expect to thrive in uncomfortable situations in life? So his challenge to everyone was just for a month, every day – when you get in the shower, water's cold, and you just you just sit in that un- discomfort, wash your hair, do all your normal things. You don't skip any part of your shower, but you get used to sitting in uncomfortable situations. And so for 30 days, I cold showered every day, and for the most part, it wasn't too bad. I, I would a lot of times you know I'd work out and I'd go shower afterwards, so the initial like burst wasn't that bad. But there was one point where we were on a we were in Seattle for a couple days, and I was at a hotel. I was like, I got I to gotta do it. I got to take my cold shower. And I, my head started to hurt because <laughs> the water was so cold on my scalp. But I've uh, intermittently done just like the, hey, one off, let's go and jump in a bucket full of ice for the river or a cold lake when you're hiking. But that's my only consistent experience with it. And at the time, I, I wasn't even as abreast to all the health benefits as I was now. But I, I do see a major mental benefit in nice. consistent cold exposure.
0: I feel like I was hoping that we would sort of capture both the, the metaphysical, you know, actual changes to your body, but then also some of the mental health sort of uh, toughness and grit stuff we talk about. So you, you sort of gave us a good glance at it there. So Shannon, any experience here? Uh, very
2: little. I've done the showers a little bit too. Um, so my question is, does it not count if you start warm and slowly work your way, <laughs> does it have to be an immediate plunge into cold water? No, a
1: lot of people recommend to do that just to kind of like oh, start mentally cool ease yourself off. into it. Yeah, start to get used to it. Um, I think that's part of Huberman's routine is to finish with X amount of time in a cold shower um, and then gradually get yeah. more and more built into it over time. Because
2: I actually really enjoy doing that. Hmm. Like if I work out or go on a run or just for whatever reason, I, I love ending with a cold shower if it just helps me wake up a little bit more feel more alert um Mm -hmm. especially if I'm coming off like a migraine it'll like Mm -hmm. definitely make me feel uh, more alert and and ready to go so wow um sometimes I don't go like crazy cold all the way but I'll get like close but um I've never done cold plunge I hear it helps um, a lot with like inflammation so I probably should do it because I feel like I probably got some inflammation going on yeah but uh yeah I don't know maybe it's something I need to
0: well, I'll do tip it more. to to Blake to help us talk about some of the health benefits. Metaphysical, maybe we'll go there. But I uh, so probably for the last week and a half or so, I'd say every day, if not every other day. I've missed a couple days, um, but I started out with just with the shower, like get the shower as cold as you can get it, jump in there and just do two minutes. I think it was two minutes the first time I did it of just letting it like sit there on you as cold as you can handle it and you're, like shivering and making all kinds of noises and stuff. And I, it's funny because your tolerance builds up and I, so I'm to the point now where I'm about four minutes of cold plunging into the bath. So I just fill nice. up a bath as cold as I can get it. I set a timer, start the timer, jump in there. And, uh, so yeah, that's kind of the routine I've been going on. Um, I should probably Try to keep it going every day, maybe. But my plan, at least, is for the next month or so to try to to keep on it and see what happens. So, um, let's start with the the metaphysical benefits. So, Blake, they've talked a lot about like um, circulation and some of those things, and then fat loss and uh, some of those types of benefits. So, can you explain to us what's happening with your body and how that benefits
1: you? Yeah, I would say there's two things that I'm aware of, and I'm not an expert on cold plunging. I think Huberman has really brought this to the mainstream a lot. Is just extreme temperature exposure, and so he's probably an expert I'd recommend listening to some of his material. But the two things, so fat loss um, that people talk about is, so a lot of um, cold water mammals, like a walrus, for example, their fat cells, if you were to take a human, a cadaver, and and start to peel them back, our fat cells are white, Um, just kind of this white jelly type of texture. Well, a lot of these cold water mammals have what's called brown fat, so rather than their fat cells being white, they're brown, and it's an adaptation that their body has taken on due to this extreme cold temperature. Well, brown fat is far more metabolically active than our typical white adipose. And so if you have a lot of brown fat on your body, you're going to burn a lot more calories at rest than this person that's covered in in white fat. So are you saying
0: that your your fat, if you're rather inactive, is kind of at a white state and then the cold plunges sort of
1: converts it to a brown fat? Is that... See, yeah, it's a protective mechanism for your body, an adaptation to the cold exposure, but it's kind of then your fat is now burning more calories. So in turn, maybe burning fat over time. Mm. Um, The other piece, so inflammation, Shannon mentioned. um, Yeah, so that's kind of the renowned benefit of cold, right? The old saying, rest, ice, compress, elevate. Cold exposure is supposed to drive inflammation out of an area. And so putting yourself into a cold situation, ice bath, whatever, is going to help decrease systemic inflammation. Um, The caveat I will give to that is inflammation is not always bad. Um, after you run, work out, lift weights, you've created an inflammatory response in your body that is healthy. Because when I, if I bench press and I break down my chest, that's creating inflammation in my chest. My body then goes in and repairs and I grow that thing back stronger, right? If I'm chasing all of that, those healthy metabolites out of my chest right away, I'm not necessarily getting all of the benefit. And so um, cold exposure can be good, but what experts recommend is don't do it immediately before or after exercise because doing it immediately before You've created a higher risk for injury. If, if ligaments, things like that are very mm. cold, it'd be like so trying to... Your body just, has to catch back up. Yeah, you have to warm your body up, get things loosened, etc. If you do it immediately after exercise, you're you're driving out a lot of that potentially beneficial inflammation. And so if we're just trying to optimize, most experts recommend that cold plunging is great. You can cold plunge every day if you want to, but don't do it within four hours of exercise. Oh, four um, hours.
2: That's wow, really interesting because you hear of so many like college football teams—they'll mm-hmm. go straight from practice straight into yeah, the yeah cold start pool. your recovery or whatever. Yeah. So um, in
1: terms of just decreasing the soreness and maybe being able to perform again the next day, there may be some benefit there. So if you're in a sport like football where I'm just running, beating up my body every day, and I just need to be able to get out there again tomorrow, sure. But if you're in a sport mm-hmm. where you're trying to improve or enhance your performance over time. Um so like in that situation, maybe in the off season when they're lifting, trying to get stronger, et cetera, we do away with the ice bass, but in the heat of the season where it's like, Hey, Shannon, you just gotta show up again tomorrow and put put your best on the line, yeah. then there might be an application for that. Um So
0: I'm thinking about like pitchers and you know, a pitcher dunking his arm or putting the bag of ice right up on his elbow after he's done pitching. Yeah. Do you see because maybe that's protecting like tendons and stuff more than it is the muscle. Do you see that that could be a benefit or could that be risky to be taking that inflammation away? But yep. that's not necessarily something that's healthy for them either though, mm-hmm. right? Well, like, that's, that's where just, I'm wondering yeah. if this is different because throwing is really a rather unnatural and kind of damaging yeah.
1: activity. So th- this is kind of controversial in some worlds, but uh, there's kind of two different things going on at your elbow. You have just a ligament that you're kind of rich- wrenching on. You know, that's where Tommy John surgery comes in. Well, your ligament is not something... Something you're quote unquote. I mean, it, it does get strong over time it becomes more resilient, but you're not training it like you're training a muscle, right? right? It's just resisting that motion, whereas your shoulder is largely fueled by your rotator cuff. And so a lot of people recommend really it's not ideal to ice your shoulder after throwing a baseball repetitively because you're driving out a lot of beneficial inflammation. I had a coach
0: uh, that was kind of controversially on that. Mm-hmm. You know, he was kind of like, if you're injured or you're really nursing something, sure, but you should not be icing your arm every day. And I yeah. thought... That was a unique perspective. So. Yeah, I think
1: that's actually accurate according to research. But if you have a ligamentous injury, if your elbow is really hurt, something of that nature, then there may be benefit in driving the inflammation out that is um, unnecessary because you have a tendinopathy yeah. at that point.
0: Okay, so maybe we'll talk a little bit more about some metaphysical stuff before we jump into the, the mental health-type benefits we talk about. So um, I also read an article that was talking about um, benefits to your cardiovascular health, and all start, and then you can run with it. So... It said basically when you're in a state of, um, it's not like actually shock, but that like that disruption that happens from the cold exposure quickly, your, your, uh, body works to, um, sort of push the blood and the warmth to your organs. And so it's moving a lot of stuff around and, and dilating, dilating your, um, your arteries and stuff like that. Do you have any thoughts or input on that piece of the cardiovascular benefits? Uh, Hmm.
1: I, I don't know that I've heard anything directly. I can reason through it with you um, in my mind what's happening, but I, I can't say that I, I know exactly. Um, Yeah, if you're getting blood shunted to areas because of cold exposure. So when something gets cold, your veins, your vessels constrict, right? It's like it's that tube becomes smaller. Preserving, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's just it's no longer are you pushing blood out of that area because it's almost like we had this really rubbery tube we go through. And now it's rock hard. And, and there's no point in trying to pump blood out there. And so you get more blood pooling around your midsection, your organs, trying to preserve those things. Because if we're thinking about um, evolution and how do we keep our bodies sustain You're going to lose
0: fingers before you're going to lose your heart, right? Absolutely. Our yeah. body is
1: very efficient. We're going to lose our fingers, stuff. we're going to lose our arms, we're going to lose our legs, but we're not going to lose our heart and our liver and our stomach. And so that's your body's defense system is we're going to naturally shunt these distal things first and keep as much blood towards the center as possible. And so that is a survival mechanism. I can't speak to what cardiovascular benefit you may derive from that.
0: Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's something. I mean, temporarily, I think your blood pressure increases, but I don't know. The discussion was the way it gets flushed and moved around. It could mm. help you, but... Hmm. <laughs> this that is an interesting thought, though. Talk me through, Shannon, that that feeling. So, Because you kind of do it slowly and gradually, so you're not doing that like stinging ah
2: no no yeah no so I, I step into a hot or warm shower and then towards the end i'll start turning it slowly up and i make sure to i, I get it on my head and my like like on the back That's of my the head. hardest part back of my head and down my neck but if you're doing it gradually it's not that bad and you get used to it pretty quick if it runs down your spine and it's going on your head
0: yeah i mean honestly i acclimate it acclimate to it really quickly and i really enjoy it (laughs) do you feel like the benefits are the same if you start warm and work slowly over time as opposed to like room temperature and then you just jump in an ice bath
1: i don't know i haven't done that so (laughs) (laughs) what do you think you have an opinion blake I, i don't know the what the science would say i think the mental benefit is there regardless um i don't know what the physical piece is i think it would ultimately depend on how low you're getting your core temperature so i don't think it's So much about how immediately you sit get into that cold but how long do you sit in that cold yeah
0: and i want to point out too you know there especially if you're on social media there's a plenty of ways to get marketed with the right product that's gonna be the game changer for you and i just (laughs) we'll jump into mental health benefits but i just want to point out like i'm doing this in my bathtub at home and you know it'd be cool to have a specialized piece of equipment for it but I don't think, especially if you're just starting, that you need to spend the $1,000 for the circulatory system that's out in your, you know. You
1: hear, like, Joe Rogan and some of these guys talking about it, and it's amazing. But, yeah, they're going to try and make money off of anything you can. I'd say, yeah, your bathtub is something already in your house. Go buy a big garbage can or horse trough. Or Mm. a lot of people, what they recommend at first is just fill a a big bowl with ice water and just stick your face in it for as long as you can tolerate in the morning. Because there's so many... Um, just nerve endings and things on your face that you get a lot of the benefit just from that and then your whole body is not necessarily zapped. Interesting. Um, but try with some of these lower lower dollar options. Try a cold shower. Try just filling your bathtub. Try dipping your face in a bowl of water before you go and buy the $500 circulatory system.
2: Yeah. Yeah, did you see, so speaking of Aaron and Kayla, they bought that thing to do the ice baths yeah. and they poked a hole in it. Yeah, the <laughs> oh, icy no. weather
0: or something like that. It punctured a hole in the back and they're, yeah, unfortunately looking probably for a new one under- to make some repairs but um okay so let's go to the mental health stuff and i think i just want to talk through like so i start the bath up right make it as cold as i possibly can which is somewhere in the neighborhood of like 40 degrees right it could be much worse but it's brutal um and then you have like this sense of trepidation where i'm just like gosh i do not want to do this <laughs> it's gonna suck i'm gonna like have those panicked breaths for a minute you know but then, when you get out of it and you start to warm up, you feel like the toughest son of a gun, you know. <laughs> so let's uh, let's jump into that, like the psychological. Um, what does that look like for you
2: guys? Well, I remember uh, I remember listening to Tiki Barber one time, former NFL running back, talking about Giants, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah for the Giants, great. probably think, probably their best running back of all time. I think he'll be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, controversial. If he, if he's so. not already, but. Um, now, now a radio host, and I remember him saying, do things every day that make you feel strong. Like, mm-hmm. do those things, and it's going to lead you down a good path. And starting off your day, like like you just said, you get out of the ice ice bath, and mm-hmm. you're like, I'm a badass, I'm a, you know? Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could take on today. Mm-hmm. And so just that feeling of it making you feel so much stronger, like, I think that's a huge benefit. And probably, going back to you know gradually turning the shower up i think that's a benefit that i wouldn't get from gradually turning the shower to cold rather than just like plunging into absolutely cold handling it and then getting out because i don't really i don't really get that feeling like i'm a i'm a a badass (laughs) you know
0: (laughs) you get that shock for sure (laughs) yeah
2: so that's cool that's cool to hear though
0: yeah it's funny because it's kind of, I see it as similar to like any other challenge that you kind of acclimate yourself and work up to higher levels of. Like if you go out and do bust out a run for the first time in forever, maybe, maybe it's all you can do to get a mile in, right? Mm-hmm. But you do it two days later and you got a mile and a half and all of a sudden two miles isn't that hard. It's like start with those two minutes and you think I'm going to die. This is the hardest <laughs> thing I've ever done. You, you, next day it's two and a half minutes, then three and you sort of build up that tolerance but. for sure.
1: Yeah, I think it's there's a concept of small wins to me that I think about with the cold shower is um, just like you make your bed in the morning, and it's like, oh yeah, I did that thing. You know, I, I took my ice bath or I took my cold shower or whatever. I did that thing that I didn't have to do, but I did it anyways, you know, and, and ranking, racking up those small wins over time. But yeah, I think more than anything, it's just you have the courage to sit in a hard situation, to step into a hard situation. It's not fun for a lot of people to take ice baths, and it's really easy to start and then stop. But over time, like, continuing to show up and do the hard thing, I, I think has a lot of carryover to life. Mm.
0: I was there, I saw that trepidation and then you work through, you're taking those deep breaths and everything hurts. And you're just like, what happens if I just jump out right now, <laughs> you know, and what if I just leave? And then you're like, okay, I think I'll survive this, you know, let the time roll. Um, and it, yeah, turns out good. So, um, well, different styles or like, cause you've got like the, uh, Outside, you know, horse trough or tub you can drop drop in. You do showers that turn cold. I wonder, do you guys have a preference or certain way you would choose to do it if you let's say you you said, All right, I'm gonna start a one month challenge, I'm gonna do it this way every day for a month. What does that look like for you? I think
1: I'd wanna do like a water trough. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, um similar to your vein, Ryan. My plan, my birthday is March one and um I don't know why I've chosen March one and not today, but I'm going to start on March 1 doing face exposure for a month. Um, that's going to be my challenge to myself for March. And then <laughs> I will see after that what it goes to. I think. What's, how but, long? What's the challenge? So the challenge is just every morning, ice-cold bowl of water. Hold your face in there for as long as you possibly can. So I'm just going to time myself every morning. Because <laughs> for me, I, I work out first thing in the morning. And so there's also this element of, like, adrenaline that comes with it, right? Like, you're not feeling just ready to go to bed right after you jump out. Like, there's a little bit of, like, this got me pepped up or wired and so if we're talking about it's probably not wise to do right before you train, I'm not going to do it first thing in the morning then go to the gym. I also work a long day and get home at 7 o'clock, and I don't really want to do it right before I go to bed. Yeah. And, and so to me, I, I would ideally like to do it in the morning, um, and I'd like to do it consistently, and so I'm going to do face exposure every morning as long as I can for a month and see um, what, what benefit I feel like I've derived um, because I don't think that is going to lead to increased risk of injury or jeopardize me going and exercising. And I think it's probably something that is ideally done earlier on in your day.
0: Good resilience test. So... Is the does the bowl have water in it? And you like step back, take a breath, and then throw your face back. Exactly. In?
1: Yeah. So you take like a big mixing bowl, um, water and ice, um, and then just I'm just gonna have my phone next to it, start a timer, stick my face in there, and over time just see like am I able to? How long can I hold my breath in this thing? And so you just full basically everything from my ears forward is if I had a face mask on. I'm gonna yeah. put it down in the water and hold it there as long as I can. Hmm. I,
0: I I know that that one seems like it's harder than it sounds. Have you done it before? I'm to gonna find out. Do. Or, I, yeah, for some reason, I just think, oh, my face, like that's whatever. Like, most of me is going to be warm and fine. I'm sure it's not easy. Oh, I thought you meant as far as the setup. And I was like, oh, it seems yeah. pretty easy. Yeah, I no. think it's the <laughs> lowest
1: lowest barrier to entry for sure. Least water, least cleanup, least hassle. Yeah, low, I mean, your least face is like,
0: pretty sensitive, I guess. Your, though, your so. face has a
1: lot of nerve endings. That's what I'm saying. A lot of the benefit comes from having your face exposed. And most people, when they ice bath, don't expose their face. They, that's they keep true. their I, head above I water. Put it, everything
0: but like my hair and my head and stuff. That's, that's hard. actually a great point. And so. The, the face
2: bath, or what'd you call it? Face exposure? Sure. Face exposure and the ice bath, neither of those actually seem to give me what I like in the shower. I actually like cold, like on my head, like going through my hair. Mm-hmm. That always seems to wake me up. Hmm. So that's interesting. I didn't think about that. Neither of those really give me that option. <laughs> ice baths aren't
1: for Shannon. <laughs>
0: we'll
2: Do I feel like we're going to get, like, because ice baths are taken off so much, we're going to get people like, getting baptized, doing cold baths. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> right on. Well, thanks for uh, listening to our little, uh, some, some facts, some questions, and input on cold plunging and ice baths.